Ready to do this, Danny? Let's do it. Danielito McMahon. What's up, Joe? How are you, man? I'm good, man. Hold, um, on. Hold on a second. Hold on. I've got something very important to do here. Uh-oh. Give me a sec. Hold on. I don't... Can you see me there? There you go. I was just setting an alarm. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I was told you only have an hour, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep us on track today. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate oh, no that. No problem, man. So what I... Um, so you're in Colorado? We, yep, we, so, we, still here. We got to charge ahead, Danny. No small talk today. We got, <laughs> got a lot of things to cover. That's all we do is small talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. When do we do big talk? No, I. You know, uh, we we don't want to do big talk. We, we no leave, big talk we up leave, in here. We leave the big talk for other people. Leave, seems, leave it for the serious blo- uh, podcasters. I was going to say bloggers. Yeah, it seems too complicated <clears throat> to you know to, to wrap my head around. It takes like effort and everything. Yeah, yeah, a little much, a little much. No, I um, you're still in Colorado. Yeah, man, my uh, our stay out here continues. We extended to March third. Wow, very nice. And uh, yeah, it, for reasons that aren't interesting, but uh, we're just like, oh, we're having a good time. Everything's working out, and just decided, hey, why not just extend a couple more weeks? So March third, I think, is our last day in the Airbnb, uh-huh. and then um. We're we're still uh, TBD on like where we're gonna go after. We, we wanted to go somewhere for like a week or, or two weeks, warm maybe south like Austin, Texas area or somewhere else. So that's still up in the air. But um, we're lo- we're looking to get back to Chicago either early March or mid March. So if we go on this little extended trip after, it'll be about mid March. So yeah, still in Colorado, still in Boulder. Weather's been kind of crazy, Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was negative two today. Um, so, you know, the whole idea, it's become this like, uh, dark joke now because everyone's like, oh, this is so weird. We, we never get this kind of weather. Mm-hmm. Um, we never get this kind of weather and it's so cold and snowy. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, okay, that was fine for the first storm and then the second storm. And now it's like sub sub zero temps and whatever. So it, I guess it is historically kind of like a, a weird winter, pretty hardcore. Um, you know, I came here to do more riding. That was a big part of it. Not the main part, but that was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normally it's, it's a little more temperate. I think it's like, you know, usually more like in the forties mm-hmm. a lot. It would maybe go into the fifties quite a bit maybe high thirties, but generally like mid forties or something like that. And when it, you know, the, the, the saying here is like, Oh, it snows, but you know, it melts in like a day or two. Well, the snow has been sticking around and it's been, uh, it's been pretty, pretty brutal. I did go out on a couple 
really cold rides, but I enjoyed it. I actually invested in some nice Castelli uh, winter riding gear. I, I saw that. It looks like you hired a, a photographer to take <laughs> professional oh. photos of you climbing a <laughs> climbing a hill out there. Oh, my God. I, it was so funny how that worked out, but looked, you're right. It's funny. It looked like a fashion shoot out there. I, I, I noticed your, your fancy new jacket. Yeah, so I uh, I went on the Castelli website and, well, you know, I was just trying to, you know, deal with the reality here. I'm like, all right, it's going to be effing cold and I still want to ride mm-hmm. and I don't mind cold weather riding. So I'm just like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to get some gear. And so I got some, some gear. Um, I got, I got the full thing, the jacket, the, the winter tights. I got, you know, the bibs, I got the um, gloves and the shoe covers and all that. So I'm like, cool, I'm all set. But that day I was out riding. I think that was that was Flagstaff. That was like Saturday. Yeah, and um, I was riding up the climb. Uh-huh. It was pretty cold. Pretty cold, but not as cold as it is right now. It was probably like mid twenties or something. Twenty three, um, according to your Twitter. Oh, there, there you go. Yeah. It's twenty three. And um, as I'm riding about halfway or so up the climb, I'm coming. There's there are a few switchbacks, and so at this one switchback, I'm kind of like riding up to it. You know kind of slowly because I'm just like cruising along uh-huh. and I see this young woman um, at the, right at the, you know, what would you call it? Like the apex, like the, the actual corner of like the, the switchback part mm-hmm. uh, right, right in the middle of it. And I was like approaching her. She was literally taking photos of like the forest to my right. So like, and I just screamed. I, I was just, I just, screamed, can you take a picture of me? <laughs> And just like, like oh. right out of central casting, she turns over and uh-huh. she goes, wow. She grabs a bunch of pics of me. And, um, it's like, we knew each other. It was really funny. So I, um, of course wrote up to her and I'm like, hi, my name is Daniel. And she's like, I'm Maggie. And I'm like, oh my God, sorry. That's so bizarre. I'm sure. But like, I just saw you shooting and, um, I like to shoot a little bit too, but I was wondering if you could just grab a photo of me. Cause I want to have like one photo. Yeah, of myself yeah. riding yeah. in Colorado and like she had a decent little camera. Um, and so I was like, Oh, maybe she actually knows how to take a good picture. So, so long story short, yeah, she took a few photos and then, um, uh, she sent them to me and I, I Venmoed her, uh, a little, a little cash prize. And, um, yeah, she was super cool about it. So she was visiting from Minnesota and I'm like, Oh, I'm visiting from Chicago. Um, so she was out, uh, on, you know, on the mountain, with some friends hiking and taking photos. And so, yeah, so I, I, I got a nice little photo out of it. So just something, just something to keep for the, for the album, you know? Yeah. It was funny. I, I saw the, I saw the photo. I'm like, boy, that's, that's, I wonder if he was on a ride or, you know, it looks like maybe one of those things where you were on some, you know, it might've been one of those group rides or something, you know, and there's where those photographers will show up and sell you a photo of yourself, you know, climbing mm-hmm. a hill. Yeah, so I was wondering what that was all about, but yeah, it was a very it was a very nice photo, and uh, yeah, she 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 was able to uh, get a couple of nice snaps. Yeah, and uh, there was one I liked that I was like sharing, and yeah, it's just nice to have a little photo an action, for the album, an action shot. Yeah, an action shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was super fun, but so the the story has been just kind of like all this weather and and nonsense. So yeah, well, you're not um, missing anything here at home either. It's you know. In the, <laughs> 20s or i think it's going to be in the teens this week and pretty cold so but joe i want it to be amazing here so that i can feel like this was all worth it <laughs> like uh, yeah. it's 
I want it to be freezing as hell in Chicago and nice here. And I can be like, yeah, no, I'm kidding. But, you know, of course, the big difference maker is still the sunshine. So mm-hmm. we're still getting lots of sunshine. And it stays light till like 530 now. Oh, nice. Maybe a tad longer. Um, so that's been sweet. And, you know, having Flagstaff right there is obviously a huge thing. And just being able to do, like, I, I, I ventured out and did a couple other different like flatter rides in the past week. Um, oh, I'm excited to be speaking to a genuine digital nomad. <laughs> you're one of those. You know, you're so cutting edge, Danny. Yeah, I can see on your screen there. You're you're still sharing your screen. I'm not sure if you're aware oh, of that, but yeah, I can see your digital no- nomad videos. Are you, you <laughs> checking it out? Yeah, I was looking up something. I was, I'm like, you know, something. I was hoping yeah. to see something. I like, I like that that one says F your nine to five. Oh, let's see what that guy has to say. Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> All right. So I am back out here in Santa Monica, California. Oh, you're not as in Santa you guys Monica. can see. Hold on. I'm out here on the beach just doing the vibes. That, so that's what this is. beautiful. This the sun is, is back out. I hope you guys can you. hear me. It's windy. <laughs> this video is going up regardless because you guys are going to get this knowledge. I don't know. I'm going to stop right now. He's got 2,000 views. Yeah. He's, he's, he's doing something. Yeah. Good for him. You know, it's funny. My friend talked about being mm-hmm. a digital nomad like almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he never really pulled the trigger. But his fantasy was to go to like Southeast Asia and like just bring his laptop and like a backpack and do this like super minimalist like adventure and just mm-hmm. have everything on him and just a, a, a small backpack and, you know, just good, good pair of shoes and, you know, a couple bucks. And yeah. He wanted to go do that. He never really did it. He ended up in a PhD program, which is oh, cool. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Dave, if you're listening, shout out. Um, anyway, so the weather has been the story, but making do. Mm-hmm. And I think hopefully there'll be some nicer, warmer weather. I, I don't know if that's true. I'm just guessing ter- eternal optimism. So yeah. when I get back from New York, I'm going to New York tomorrow morning for a like a five-day work trip. Um, my old stomping grounds where I used to live. But when I get back, hopefully um, I'll be itching to ride. So hopefully there'll be some some warmer weather. And by, by warmer, I'm just fingers crossed for like above thirty. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. Yeah, I think you'll but, be, I, you know it'll probably come back around. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it can change pretty quickly there. So as as easy as it gets bad, I'm sure it, it gets good. You know, you'll you'll get those. Yeah, 30, hopefully. 40, days. It's it's been weird, you know, and. Just as I'm trying to like get back into riding more mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and get some some semblance of fitness, it's just funny the whole winter riding thing because I've pretty much always done winter riding. It's never really phased me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember my coach when I had a coach back in the day, they being like, "Oh, you probably don't need to do these outside. Just do them in your trainer." And I'm like, "I'm going outside." So I'd be like in Central Park doing like intervals and like he said, "Careful on your lungs. You could you could." frost them up because <laughs> um, you know sometimes it'd be like really cold yeah um but i always liked writing and it's just been like this i don't know coming back to type thing where i'm like you know you get all um you know get all covered up i got the nice winter gear now I got the fenders and all that and i'm just like just embracing it and like going out it's kind of cool um well winter 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 clothing is so much better these days you know, you know like, what? It's super nice. Yeah. I mean, like compared to when we were riding, I mean, and there, <laughs> there were some good stuff. I mean, you know, there was Prozumi. Right. You know, I worked at a shop that had nice stuff, up to date winter riding gear, but nothing compared to the stuff that they have now. You know, the, the materials and all that stuff these days is, 
Cortex, neoprene, just all this crazy shit. Yeah, it's lightweight. You know, it's not big mm-hmm. and bulky. You know, it's it's still pretty thin and it keeps you warm. You know, shoes are better these days. I, like, I haven't sold a, a set of booties at the bike shop for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Like, people just buy shoes now, you know, insulated, good oh, right. insulated cycling shoes these days, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been, so I, I'm not paid for or sponsored by um, C- Castelli. I don't have any relationship with them. Although I know someone who does work there. I think he's still there. I just happen to go on there. Um, you know what? The GCN guys, I watch a ton of their videos and they're sponsored by uh, Castelli. Mm-hmm. So they're always wearing um, Castelli kit and stuff. And they had one that was like about winter riding. It just like autoplay. And I was like, Oh, so I just went on the site and sure enough. Um, so I guess shout out to CNN for, um, Spreading the love on uh, Castelli. I've had Castelli. I had the Gaba jacket, which was like a very big hit sensation kind of jacket back in the day. And mm-hmm. that that I accidentally donated, <laughs> um, which was, yeah, that was, a little, that was a little bit painful. I didn't pay for it. I got it as like a, uh, basically as a, as a, as a long-term wear garb. And then they had me just keep it. So I was like, okay. Um, but the Gaba jacket was kind of famous because they were like super sweet and all the pros warm and stuff. But mm-hmm. they, expensive but um when i was moving from new york to chicago i put together like four or five bags just like um garbage bags of clothing that i was going to donate mm-hmm. one bag I, I marked to put in the truck to to move it home and the other four so as you can imagine they got mixed up uh, so i ended up donating all of these bags um pretty decent clothes whatever to the salvation army or the secondhand shop but accidentally this <laughs> the jacket when it still hurt well that was in it but then i also had like just a regular jacket that i yeah. got from j j crew which i don't really shop at but it's like this amazing jacket i found on sale that fit perfect and i was like oh, oh. and then i had then i had a couple nice old jerseys Gee, Danny. Which, thank god they weren't my racing ones but they're anyway that was just uh that was just uh, a dumb thing but um, anyway, getting out into the, just getting out now and like, it's kind of like a little, you know, it's a little kind of ritual. You kind of get all dressed up, but the clothing is much nicer. I got this Castelli jacket. I couldn't tell you the name of it off the top of my head, but you know, like you said, they're, they're kind of like arrow, like they're really, mm-hmm. yeah, they're tight, they're tight fitting, but comfortable. And, um, they're so warm and this one's like waterproof or water repellent or some version of that. Um, and then the the gloves are really good, and then the shoe covers. My I didn't feel anything like there yeah. was just toasty. So it it's much nicer. It's not the cheapest. And then there was like a promo code if you sign up for their email. And so I, I it's definitely not like it, outrageous. It, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's it's not outrageous. Like, it's affordable. Like the thing is, that stuff is so high quality. That stuff will last me ten years. Yeah, easily. Good good kit. I mean, it's an investment, but it, it you know it. If you take care of it, it lasts you for a long, long time. And if you, you know, maintain your weight and your, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's the chance. Oh, that's, that's the big asterisk. That's the, that's the big one. It's like, just to stay in shape to suck it in, boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, you'll be but, glad, you'll be glad to know that when you get to New York, you'll be in the forties. You might want to take your kit with you. And I then, saw that. You can rent one of those, um, those city bikes <laughs> and do intervals in like being the most well-dressed guy in, uh, you know, oh, on a, for, on that, a Fredtastic on a bike, yeah, yeah. Maybe you, you probably make a magazine or a blog. Who's dude? Look at this guy's bike. I've ridden with city bikes a lot, especially uh, you know, uh-huh. uh, having lived there and all that. But um, 
Well, now I, I'm excited to go back. So I've been back in a handful of years, but mm-hmm. you know, in Chicago with the um, with the with the Divi bikes, so many of them, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I read or heard that most of them are going to eventually all be e-bikes. Huh. Which so you know, I, I'm not super happy about. Like I like the mix because sometimes I do just want to pedal, and a lot of times I will opt for the pedal. Yeah, the regular pedal ones. Uh-huh. Um, obviously they're slower, but you get kind of a workout, and you you know you feel good. Whereas the the e bikes now, especially those newer ones, those like gray ones. Have you seen those? Like they're I've pretty seen. fast, and like you don't really have to pedal hard. So huh. I don't know. No, yeah, that's weird. I mean, I I don't know why they don't keep a, a mix of them. I guess. It's easier just to service one bike versus yeah. two different kinds. Like, I get it from a business model, bikes. and they have to be really strategic to keep mm-hmm. that thing going, because I think those are pretty tough. But anyway, looking forward to it. Um, I'll probably leave the kit at home. I'll just bring some running shoes mm-hmm. type thing. But um, yeah, what have you been up to, man? Just um, keeping the shop running, man. It, it's uh, Things are actually starting to pick up a little bit at the shop. I'm having to do some mechanics work and you know mechanical work and people bringing in their... Uh, their tune-ups are big tune-ups, you know, suspension work and fork overhauls and things like that. So I'm mean, actual good stuff. Yeah, actual bike shop stuff and uh getting ready for this big bike show and um yeah, oh, Cabda? Just, yeah, yeah, the Cabda the Cabda When's bike that? show. Uh the seventh and eighth or oh, cool. eighth or ninth. It's I don't know, about a week from now or so. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh and so that's kind of exciting. I'm looking forward to that. I mean that that'll be catching up with a lot of people and uh, so doing inventory and things like that, because I want to get some some work accomplished at the bike show. Like I want to go there and, you know, I'm looking to to place some orders and, um, you know, basically start stocking the the store and getting it ready for the season because that's you know that's coming. the The weeks are flying by. You know, we get mm-hmm. that, we'll get that first sixty degree day and the shop will fill up with with uh, early tune ups for sure. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a, it's inevitable. the the seasons The seasons right around the corner. Um, what else is going on? Mm, yeah, cleaning and painting and, you know, oh. just trying to get, trying to get stuff done at the shop. So, oh, yeah. what, uh, did you do like a it's big paint shop. job? Um, I, I am in the process of doing that stuff right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I am not, uh, I'm prepping to do paint. That'll be the last thing, but, you know, shelving and, um, actually going to go to a welding shop, uh, in the next week or so. I, I do a little bit of welding. So there's a couple of fixtures I want to put together and wow, man. see if I have time to uh, tackle a, uh, a display case that I'd like to, like a custom display case that I'd like to, to put, on, put in the shop. So we'll see. Those things take a little time to do, but, mm-hmm. um, but I'd like to do it. You know, it's part art project as, as well. So, you know, just something. Yeah, man. Take a little time and do, do it right. Metallurgy, what do they call that? Yeah. I, I'm fabrication, Danny. Yeah, fab- independent I'm, fabrication. Yeah, I'm fabricating. So remember that bike brand, in, independent fabrication. Yeah, Indie Fab. They're still. Indie I, fab. I, I, be- I believe they're still around. They were so, the shit, man. I remember yeah. um, there was a period where, like, that Ugh. was the bike everyone was lusting over, like in cyclocross and stuff. Like Indie Fab. Yeah, I'd they, seen them at like um, the Nabs bike show and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, they were sweet, but a little out of my price range. Yeah, beautiful bicycles. I think they were. I think Indie Fab was Fat Chance bikes. Oh. I believe, hmm. I believe that was like I, I think a team of people went over from Fat Chance and started Indie Fab. If I have my cycling history right, but uh, so are you? So Joe, important question: Are you going to be wearing that mask, the welder's mask, like in the horror movies? 
Yeah. Yeah. Actually, cool, man. You got to get some pictures for the gram. Yeah. I, you know, actually, I think, Danny, if we ever make any kind of appearances or anything, I think, that, you know, I have been trying to figure <laughs> out what our personas are going to be, you know, our, our <laughs> online personas, um, you know, because we are, we are a society, you know. And, That's right. You know, we're supposed to, I don't know, I, I think as a society, we should be wearing masks or have some sort of, you know, some somehow hide our, our true identities. Oh, you know, interesting. You interesting. Know? So is this I, like a deeper psychological thing you got going on or what? I don't know. You know like eyes wide shut, <laughs> you know, like something like that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm thinking of a certain scene. I'm not sure which no, one you're yeah, thinking. Well, of. Just, you know, um, but you know, like any of those uh, famous societies, <laughs> they've always had, you know, secret societies. Uh, yeah, you know, they, yeah. they, it's an opportunity to wear a cape. A mask, sure. you know, smoke a cigarette with one of those long things, you know, <laughs> those, know, you know, what with those, I don't know what they, what they, a cigarette holder, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Something like that. You know, it seems, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're made for that kind of stuff, Danny. I don't know, man. I think you might have cabin fever sitting, yeah, there, well, in your, sitting I, there in your cabin. Too much time to think. My wife was out of town. That's all, you know, like I, I got Yeah, man. You had a lot of time to think. Too much. Too much. <laughs> too many uh, Zwift rides, Absol- maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it to you. Indoor riding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. What if, I wonder if, if you ever in prison, would you be allowed to ride Zwift in your cell? I don't know why. Don't ask me why I thought that. You know, maybe if you were in there for like, you know, one of those financial, like one of those soft prisons. White collar crime. Yeah, it'd probably have to be one of those. And maybe, maybe you'd get, a, you know, an exemption for Zwift. I mean, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I think I think it's because I recently saw um, Cape Fear, the uh-huh. sequel with Robert De Niro. Uh-huh. And uh, they show him in the prison and he's like, he's doing his... Uh, crunches and his workout and he's oh. got like a stack a sack of books it's it's actually one of my favorite movies so good with nick nolte you ever seen it a long time ago a yeah long, so there's two ago. there's there's the original which mm-hmm. i forget who's in that from the black and white era but then the uh de niro one is the like more modern one and oh my god it's so good if you like a good thriller yeah there's you know i i i don't know there was some at, at some point i tried that like the prison workout <laughs> it sounds so hardcore. Yeah, well, you know, try prison workout. Well, I mean, you know, it's like something that you can do in a ten by ten foot space. You know, it's all right. It was, all, you know, just it, burpees. It just, yeah, it's just exercises <laughs> you can do in a small space. And I thought, wow, mm-hmm. this—that's very contained. That sounds like you know, you don't need a lot of things. You know, it would just you know, push-ups and sit-ups and those guys yep. are always ripped in the movies, right? You know, oh they're yeah, they're like, shredded. Yeah, they're they're completely, you know. Five percent body fat, like like riders, but mm-hmm. you know, mus- muscular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I wasn't very successful when I did it. Otherwise, that you know, I don't, I don't look the I don't look the part. But but yeah, I mean, I, there, there is a thing. I I believe there are books and things written about that. You know, with that oh. about the prison the prison workout. You know, very very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So just been. Just been going along and uh, working, and I got this work thing coming up, so I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's going to get in the way of my riding, Joe, but, you know, you have to keep the work in balance. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I did dry January, so um, that was good. Uh, felt like got much better sleep. I felt my riding was even better. Um, what else has been going on? Oh, caught some of the football games yesterday. 
with some friends. We were playing pool and oh, nice. um, doing all the NFL stuff. Um, I like when you do NFL stuff, Danny. I like when you do <laughs> traditional American, good old American football. You know, just you know, it, it makes you think I'm still somewhat normal. <laughs> well, I think I think I like to see the balance, Danny. I like to see the balance. You know, I mean, I you know, it, it's it's it's. <laughs> Had you told me you were watching like um you know uh luge athletic cycling or yeah. what's what's the cycling where they're like yeah they're kind of um oh like yeah, on, you, like, like on the women are on the handlebars and going backwards yes, and stuff like that yes. artistic think, artistic cycling. artistic cycling thank you yeah yeah it was fun so um I don't really fall NFL shock shock but um mm-hmm. it was fun and yeah just kind of getting set for um this is the getting, getting set for February, you know. It's this a good is, month. This is the time to follow football. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're not like a traditional mm-hmm. football fan, you know, like right around now, you know, the playoffs is a good time to jump in, you know, because you don't want to be completely left out of all of that stuff, you know. I mean, yep. it, it's just such a big um cultural thing in this country, mm-hmm. you know. It's a it's a good thing to 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 be a part of. I think I, you know. I, I've, I've always pretty much watched at least some um, playoff mm-hmm. football. I think mm-hmm. playoff football is generally like amazing, mm-hmm. like so many good games. So looking forward to the bowl, but you know, half of me is just watching for the commercials and just gathering with friends and eating yeah, the, good food and stuff like that. The cultural but, aspect um, of it, you know, I think, I think yeah. that's, I think that's a, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. By the way, uh, the world cycling championships is uh Sunday. Which excuse me, cyclocross. Cyclocross. Yeah. So they are on Sunday, and in the past, I think they're coming up this Sunday. And in Mm -hmm. the past, they've been on the same day as the Super Bowl. But I know we have two weeks until the bowl. But let me just see. Um, Let me see. World Championship Cyclocross. I just want to make sure I have this right. I believe it's um, next week. So Matthew Vanderpool won. Besançon, the final World Cup, and uh, oh yeah, so February third, February fifth. So this coming uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we have the World Cyclocross Championships in Hugerheide, in um, bum bum which is in the Netherlands. If I'm not mistaken, it's been there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty psyched for that. Um, yeah, last time was over here in the U.S. So. That year passed really fast. That Holy is, cow! Wow, that is really fast, <laughs> isn't it? That was a, that was, wow. <laughs> yeah, the 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 um nuts. The girls from the shop went down to the that race. Wow, that was yep. already, that was a year ago already. Wow. Telling you, man. Telling you. My gosh, total cra- craziness. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, Matthew Vanderpool and Wilt Renard, I think will be the heavy favorites and Tom Pidcock is not going to race and defend his jersey which I'm a little bummed about but I also understand. Is he just prepping for the road season at this I point? I think or is so. He yeah. Oh. I I didn't read the reason his rationale but I know mm-hmm. Sven Nice gave it a thumbs up like that makes sense why you not racing so. Mm-hmm. But you always like to see the you always like to see the the jersey there not that they get to wear it on race day but you like to see them defend but um I get it you know but it would have been cool cuz you know, you, you couldn't help think when he won last year, you know, he, you know, he just dominated the field. He went off solo early and just stayed away. It was like a race for a second. Yeah. But you can't help wonder like, hey, man, Wilt Bernard and Matthew Vanderpool are there. It's like they're the, you know, they dominate, but you're the world champ. And, you know, if they were there, what would have happened? Now you have this chance here. 
So whatever, I'm not questioning his decision. I get it. Um, he seems like a very smart, honorable kind of guy. But you just, you know, the fan in you is kind of like, you'd love that that trio just battling it out. Because, you know, the the Matthew Vanderpool and Wolf thing is always good. I'm not going to say it gets boring, but it would have been cool to have that other dynamic, like have someone who could really challenge them. Mm-hmm. And maybe if they're watching each other, he can get away. I don't know. You just wonder about these scenarios. So anyway, that's coming up this weekend. And... I think I'll be traveling that Sunday back to Colorado. So I have to see if I can watch it or at least hide the social media results until I get home and watch it. But um, other than that, yeah, we had the tour, tour down under Joe. Hold um, on, Danny. Hold on. Uh oh. I, this... I slipped into it. Sorry. Well, I, think I this... just realized yeah. I was doing it as I was well, saying. It's okay. I believe it qualifies. I think oh, this is, <laughs> I don't want to miss out on this stuff. So I wasn't even uh, trying to do that. But yeah, so tour down under. Uh, ended and your buddy Joe, uh, who we talked about with um, with Kate uh, Jay Vine, he won. Yeah, how about that? The man? Tour Down Under, which I think is, um, I mean that's that's a pretty baller race to win. I mean, who was second? I'm just drawing a blank. Was that um, uh, Simon Yates? Mm-hmm. Um, so there were, you know, and then I think Peo Bilbao Spaniard there. He had yeah. a stage win. I watched. Uh, I think I watched like three of the stages, um, and it was good. I mean, um, this is like their season right now. This is their prime, right. like middle of the summer for them, right? Or end of the mm-hmm. summer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they've been, they, you know, those guys are in good shape right now. This is like a, this is like a primetime event, not a preseason t- uh, event for those guys. Exactly. So, yeah. Because yeah, they, they always, you know, this time of year, they always, they always um, hold their, like, uh, you know, their national championship. Yeah. So, the time, time trial, uh, crit, mm-hmm. road race, all that. And then they have the Cadell Evans race. Um, There's right a Cadell around, Evans right at, race. Yeah, when really? he retired, he huh. he knew what he was doing and make some more bank. So yeah. he's got the official. Cadell. It's a pretty good race, actually. It's not just some BS race. Wow. Let me see Cadell Evans race. Um, I've never heard of this guy, Marius Mayhrofer, hmm. Team DSM, and Hugo Page or Hugo Page, uh, probably Hugo Page. Uh, took second, and then Simon Clark, who I really like, uh, was third. Anyway, uh, point is, like, yeah, a ton of races down there at this time of year, and also very hot. Um, yeah, yeah, you remember uh, they had the World Championships there uh, at the end of last road season, and Matthew Vanderpool had that big dust up, landed himself in jail for a couple hours. Um, he has been cleared of that since, or you know, the judge tossed it out, I should say. Um, so anyway, but yeah, Jay Vine um, won that uh, tour down under in pretty dominant fashion. Um, that was that, pretty cool. Yeah, well, so it's good to see his, uh, you know, his his trajectory. You know, I mean, he seems to to be building. Yep, and um, yeah, you know, taking advantage of the opportunity. Fantastic. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So he's his next big thing is uh, the Giro. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you remember he was the guy who won the Swift. What was it? The Swift. Um, Oh, not the Tour de Zwift. It was like the challenge, some pro challenge yeah, or something, like, right? Some, yeah, something. Zwift Academy. Zwift Academy. That's what it was. Yeah. And uh, we're just saying that he had pretty uh, stellar results even without that. But everyone latched on to that, which whatever. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. You know what? I mean, and I've heard with his win here, I heard, you know, it, it It started the conversation about him and Zwift Academy again. And it's amazing how many people just think that that dude just was was some guy riding Zwift in his basement. 
You know, like, right. like they don't bother to go and like figure, <laughs> like, you know, like learn a little bit about him, you know, and, and, and realize that that guy was racing at a really high level in, in, you know, back home before he, you know, made the jump to Europe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So, uh, guess what, um, guess what he won, Joe, for winning the Tour Down Under, um, one of, I think, many, many prizes, but. Koala? <laughs> kangaroo little baby root uh apparently he won a car really and um i think with the wheel on the wrong side right i mean they drive on that they drive on the wrong side of the road there don't they? i don't know what side they drive on in hmm. australia to be honest uh jay vine keeps going faster in bike races and his car collection keeps growing as well the 27 year old aussie huh. roars a victory sunday at the sentence who down under dominant fashion not listed on the winner's prizes Prizes is uh, what he plans to give himself a new Bentley. Oh, okay. Bentley? My dad has a seven-bay shed. I have a Mini Cooper up there and a VW Beetle from the 60s and two other H-model Holdens. Huh. I don't know what Holdens are. No. Um, cars run at my family, unquote. His family is from Queensland, blah, blah, blah. Uh, last year, after winning two stages of the Welta, his wife promised to buy him a Corvette following his first career stage win, first stage race victory, he's expecting even more. Hopefully I can add a couple of cars. There's a C3 Corvette in the big block uh, with a big block for 27 cubic inch, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he kind of is hinting at a Bentley as well. I don't know. So it sounds like he's actually, he didn't win it from the race, but he's going to kind of like win it, you know, bike racers from love, his own pocket. Bike racers love those, cor- love the Corvettes. Yes. You know who, you know who has a Corvette? Uh, I was never in it, but I did see it. Christian Vandeveld. Oh yeah, He's yeah. A, he had a Corvette. He seemed like a Corvette guy. Yeah. Well, he's all American boy. All American boy, but like very south, south, <laughs> south side sub- Euro. Because that <laughs> that's like if you're a south side yeah. boy, like uh, uh, that's your that's your Lamborghini, Corvette. that's your Ferrari. Ferrari. E, nice. E, Corvette. I want the T tops. <laughs> Full surround system. Yeah. Always oh, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of another car guy. Our, one of our, our our favorite car guy re- retiring or at least retiring from the roadside. Who this? Peter Sagan. Oh yes, yeah. Well, right? this That's he's like, gonna do this year, right? And yeah. then retire. Yeah, he's gonna race this full season. Then he's gonna switch to mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he wants to do. The Olympics? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, um, I believe that's like his goal. Like he's going to retire from the road. Because that was his, yeah, his first love uh-huh. was uh, mountain biking. And that's where he first kicked ass. He also raced cyclocross and then got into road later. But you're 100% right. That's actually probably the, should be our lead news item. Peter Sagan finally, I shouldn't say finally, he announces he's retiring. He's only like 33. I mean, he's not like old for cycling yet. No, but yeah, we were, we're, we've been kind of tracking his story a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. in the, since the time we we started the show, and I think we you know we mentioned how he looked a little bored the last time we saw him in the tour. You know, like he was finishing yeah. in the in the bus, you know, in the back of the yeah. in the back of the peloton, just kind of coming along. You know, mm-hmm. mountain come, stages. Yeah, and and yeah. he just didn't look very happy. You know, I mean, he wasn't popping those wheelies. He wasn't riding wheelies or having fun anymore. He just yeah. looked like he was. He he really had a look like he was over it, you know. Like okay, this is you know like, I like he had like he had like he had been thinking about this, and it made sense when I heard that he was going to retire because I yeah you know, it looked like a little bit of that uh, that spark was gone from his eye. So I, hopefully he'll find it again mountain biking. Because well you know yeah I think you're you're 
you're you're partially right. You know, mm-hmm. the thing that people do forget though, I mean, he has been kicking ass and um he hasn't won stages recently, but and the even in the past couple of tours, like he's been up there. He's yeah. been like podium finishes like second, third, fourth, fifth on like sprint stages that the super fast guys are. So he's in that kind of second tier. Yeah. Um, but he's still like going after it and he seems pretty happy, but I do, I do admit like overall, probably he said his motivation is fine. He's yeah. like, my motivation is great. I, I like to win. Do you do your Peter but... Sagan? Come on. People our our fans love. <laughs> well, see, Peter. now I'm <laughs> under pressure. See, I can't do it like that. It's gotta be au naturel. <laughs> Come on guys. Come on. Win the stage. Why so serious? Look at my tattoo. Uh, have a beer have a beer you gotta man. work come on, on that why so serious? people love your peter sagan they, why, they why, love so serious? <laughs> why so serious come on guys <laughs> i win the race i buy the cars um so uh, apologies so um anyway yeah he's had a killer career obviously one of his he's done amazing things he's won classics and he has uh won countless stages green jerseys blah 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 but he won the world championships of road racing three years running, which is wow. probably an insane thing that will never was be it, broken again. Was it really three years in a row? He won. Yeah, the, man. Really? Yep. Yes. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the first one in person. Yeah. Wow. In, uh, okay. in Richmond, Virginia. Uh-huh. And then he won in like the middle East when it was like Qatar or some weird world uh-huh. championships. It was pancake flat. It was like on a race car course. It was like ugh, such drudgery, but it was a cool win. He still won in a big sprint. And then he won in, um, so it was in Norway, forgetting the town, but he won in Norway. And that was a crazy one that he pulled off because, um, you know, what's his name? The local boy. I'm forgetting names, Joe. It's a sign of old age. Um, yeah. who, who, who's the big Norwegian guy who I really love, actually? Norwegian sprinter. Thor Hushoft. Uh, he's going back a little bit uh alexander christoph ah. um so he was the hot super favorite and he took second so that was devastating for him but mm. um that was also when the tv cameras all went blank in the very last miles and so no one knew what was happening in the race wow. until the very very end and then at the last second you saw the camera on the straightaway finish and then you just see the bunch coming so wow. that that was like such a weird one but it had like pretty good climbing in it too so he was just doing what peter does he better than anyone on planet earth he's got the invisibility cloak and he sits in the middle of the pack and he hides and he hides and he hides and you won't see him for six and a half hours and he doesn't waste any extra energy and then at the last mile boom there's peter Sagan attacking or winning a sprint you know and i think you we have our answer right there i you know a guy who's won that much you know in his history and has has seen the top of the the mountain mm-hmm. i i think at this point like finishing second or third in a bunch sprint is probably not cutting it for him and uh you know and he's probably looking for something something new to conquer you know and i hope mm-hmm. you know i hope mountain biking is it I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the gravel world you know like doing some of that stuff or maybe some of that ultra endurance stuff you know and yeah. going out there and having some fun i hope i i hope he does i i you know i'm not ready to see him go away you know? I'm not either. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you know, he's 30, he just turned 33 a couple of days ago. So he's fresh 33. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, it feels like he's doing it right. Like he's, he's not going to hang on too long and be some like cranky old road dude. Yeah. He's still kicking ass. He's still up there in a bunch of prints with Wolf Bernard, 
yeah. and all these fast sprinters. So he's he's still kicking ass and he's still putting on a show, um, doing his wheelies, you know, for the fans. And he still seems like really loving it. So this will be a great last year. And I think we could just kind of sit back and enjoy it uh, yeah. and just see what he's doing. And I think it would be amazing if he pulled off like just some crazy like classic win. It would be like pretty hard. Oh, yeah. But I'd love to see him win like one of the classics or even even a semi-classic, you know? Oh, wouldn't that be? A, I mean, that would be a good way to go out. I just retire right yeah. there, you know? <laughs> see ya. <laughs> where's like, my car? I'm out. That's good. <laughs> hey, guys, where's the series? I have to go. I go now. Bye. Where, where, where are the beers? Where are the parties? I just parties. Hope- you know what I hope he doesn't do? I hope he doesn't do MMA. <laughs> oh you know, god. Oh god. I like please don't do any of it. You know, he uh, just seems he seems just crazy enough where I, I'm like, oh please don't <laughs> please don't jump in the ring. Why like, is Lazarus? <laughs> um so uh yeah, so that's that's what Peter is up to. But yeah. yeah, three three world I don't know if that's I can't remember offhand if that's a record or not, but um I, I don't see that being broken any time in my lifetime. But you never mm-hmm. know. You never know. Yeah. Um one of the one of the best writers. I always love the little Google questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just putting a <laughs> I'm just such a sucker for those. So I was just looking, you know, at those like um automated or um questions they put. People also ask, why is Peter Sagan struggling? Uh is Peter Sagan the greatest cyclist? Why is Peter Sagan so popular? Um anyway, the list goes on. So um Yeah, I don't think he's going I mean I I don't I don't see him, you know, I hope he doesn't disappear. You know, I, I like I, I. I don't I, think he will. Yeah, I think he's he's um, somebody can can use him if they use him right. I, you know, it'd be nice to to see him stick around. So and you know, I just I I, I don't want to um, sound uh, like a douche, but one of my favorite photos of all time was having a beer with Peter Sagan. Yeah, um, oh, I, I saw I that. Was, yeah. yeah, I was in uh, I was at the Tour de France uh-huh. with. Um, EF Education is an inside reporter flying on the wall, and it was a rest day, and, uh, you know, the team was, you know, with their families, uh, hanging out, and we had done, like, some press in the morning, so it was kind of like an afternoon to kind of do your own thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't have any deadlines, and so I walked from my hotel um, a quarter mile or so into this, I forget what little town we were in, we're in a small French town, but really pretty and there was an irish pub and i normally avoid irish pubs but i'm like oh guinness would be really good right now so i go in there and i order guinness and next thing i know um daniel oss whose hair you you know you know from like a mile away his huge his huge uh fro Uh um he walks in with peter sagan behind him wow and i was just like oh my god peter sagan be cool be cool um he comes in no he came in (laughs) and uh I was sitting at the bar talking to the bartender who was actually from um, the States and uh, Peter walks up and I'm like, Peter, hi. And he's like, Oh, hi, how are you? Super nice. Just shared a few words. Um, you I bu- spoke a little, I spoke a little check to him cause oh. he's, he's uh, Slovakian. So they used to be the same country and same language, although they've diverged quite a bit since then. But um, yeah, we made just some, some fun, small talk and, he was hanging out with Daniel Oss, but they, Joe, were hanging out with two young ladies oh. over in the corner table. And there you, um, go. There you go. They were they were very attractive young ladies, huh. I, I will say. And oh. uh, I was like, all right, all right, cool. I'll give you your privacy, but can I just get a photo? And we had a little photo, and I'll cherish that for Wait, a long time. This was a rest day at the tour, is that right? <laughs> this was a rest day. Really? Oh. Word of God. 
It reminded me of the that's, Greg Lamond era, you know? A, oh, that's awesome. That's old school right there. Dude, that, that is old school. That is, you know, a couple of groupies, you know, probably went down there and into the parking lot. You know, there's that's mm-hmm. that's where they go and that's where they go and, you know, snatch them up. There's, that's yep. usually where they hang. And, oh, yeah. Oh, wow, man. Cool. True story. And, uh, you know, Daniel Oss has been his his bro forever. So they mm-hmm. he's taken him every team he's gone to, every team transfer. Sure. So Daniel yep. Oss will go with him. And he's a kick-ass writer in his own right. That's, um, his, goo- was, that's his goose. That's his goose. That's his wingman right there. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, no, that, you know, I, was, I looked over and I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. good for you guys. And um, yeah, it was fun. So he was really cool, very humble and just snapped a couple photos and it was really cool. So oh, that's a heartwarming story. Nice, nice little souvenir, but yeah, yeah. it was pretty old school, right? Like yeah. he wasn't, he wasn't at home, like with a speed up, you no. know, drinking like a protein shake. Yeah. yeah. Have those, those big things around his legs, those uh, compression things, you know, around yeah. his legs. Those moon, what yeah. do they call them? Moon, moon pants or something. He's like, screw that. I'm going down to the bar. Have a Guinness. Why, I'm so serious. Yeah. <laughs> Why the funny pants? Are you going to the moon? Oh, good for um, him. Good for him. Yeah, so uh, so that was cool. So I, I don't know um, how long they were there. I left before they did, but um, yeah. they did their thing. But uh, that was cool. But yeah, we got him for one more year, so I'm pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. He's so fun. I mean, his, his you know, I did hear, this is kind of a random thing, but I, I was watching an EF Education training video. I don't know if you knew, Joe, but EF Education, the cycling team, they launched... Um, they launched a program where they, it's a teaching, like it's a teaching business. So they do uh teach or training business. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get a cycling coach and get into a cycling program, training program, you can go to EF Education's site for that. And they lay it out there. Uh, it's not very cheap, but um, you're basically taught, you know, with their wealth of knowledge and they have like, like current or former pros teaching and uh, a lot of these uh, people are, you know, seasoned, uh, you know, trainers and, and coaches as well. Mm. So anyway, I was watching, they have some videos for that. So Jonathan Botters was talking about all this different stuff. But I, j- just because we're talking about Sagan, he did mention one little kind of anecdote. And he's like, yeah, if you look at, you know, Peter Sagan, like, you know, he's he's probably not in terms of his like maybe physiology or was he talking about his VO2 max or something? But he's, you know, he's he's, he's probably like fairly average. You know, he's not some, like, insane, like, genetic, you know, um, phenome. Like, it's it's how he, like, rides his bike. You know, oh. he, he can save so much energy. When 10, you know, nine guys in the peloton need to use their brakes, he doesn't need to. Hmm. And he can conserve and conserve and conserve and conserve. And he's just, part of it is his bike handling skills, like, just in the, in the pack. Like, he just can ride so well without, you know, having to pedal through turns, whatever it is, when everyone else is sprinting out of a turn, he's already up there. And just all these examples. I just thought it was like a, an interesting moment of insight. Um, yeah. That's old school in a way, you know, that, mm-hmm. cause I, I mean, I guess when I think about it, he, he is, he is kind of a throwback that way because when he was winning and when he came into the sport, it, it, it was, it, you know, it, it wasn't so, power based and number based as it is right. now. You know, it wasn't right. it wasn't that, you know, the people were still attacking and blowing up and you know, I mean it was a little bit more of a the free for all <laughs> that we loved, you know, yeah back in the day. And um you know, I, I now that he's the older guy, you know, I can't I it, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny to see these these um 
these guys that were kids to us at one point now retiring, you know, and this mm-hmm. another generation. It just means we're getting older, Danny. Totally, really dude, old. totally. You know, well, that's but, a little serious. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but that you know that that was it's a really good bit of insight. Obviously, yeah, he's yeah. talented and yeah. he's he's in great physical fitness, mm-hmm. great shape, and everything. But in terms of like the elite, elite riders, he's you know he's not necessarily this like rare specimen. It's just he's he makes up for it by being this insane bike handler, sure, yeah, super efficient, and he's mm-hmm. so so good at hiding. He just sits. And he hides perfectly and he'll never like see the wind. And that's, I, I'm not going to say it's how he won his world championships, but that had a large and fair play to him. That was like large part, like why he did win those races. Like if you go back, I've gone back and I've watched the the full replay. Cause I was actually at the world championships in Richmond. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you watch it and I never saw him like the whole day, I, I was there like, he, you know, speeding pack. Goes, I saw him like a couple of times, mm-hmm. But you really had to pick him out. Like he, he thank God he had a couple of really good teammates um, protecting him. You know, a very small team, Slovakia, compared to like you know Belgium and the Netherlands and stuff. But um, you go back and you watch the the footage. Like it's it's hard to find where he is. You know, you find the Slovakia kit and you're looking okay, and but it's hard to find him. And then you know, and obviously there's a great reason for that. So then at the end, he comes and he puts up that blistering attack, and that's what. One of the race, he went home solo, but you know that whole time he's just sitting there, sitting there. Yeah, you know, you know, hour four, hour five, hour six. Yeah, you're we're forget- going on hour seven, and then boom, he comes out of nowhere. You like, forget he that was- he's he's going against the Italian team, the French team. You know, like powerhouses, the Belgian team, and you know he's got the you know the Slovakian mm-hmm. team. Which, I mean, I don't. It's like three or four riders, including his brother, who's like, you know, like an average rider. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, who's the second best Slovakian rider? I don't know. Who, you know, I could na- name the team, you know, but I can, I can name four of the French guys or, you know. You right. Can, you can read, you can, you can name off, you can, you can probably name the, the entire Belgian team, but, but what's the Slovakian team made up? Made up of wow. oh the the Velitz brothers Peter Velitz and uh, Martin Velitz. I don't know if you remember them, but they were like the tall, lanky climbers. Mm-hmm. They were on like all kinds of top teams. Um, so those those were two. They're not racing now, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So uh, there's. I'll think of the other guy in a minute. But his his resume is like crazy. But you know what's cool? He always said like, you know, he attacked and like he got caught, and he ended up like still sprinting for like second or third, which like is an insane accomplishment in and of itself. And you know, they'd have the post interviews like, Peter, you must be so devastating. He's like, oh, oh, why? Why I have good time, good show. Yeah, fans, everybody happy, nice day. Like, you know, he always said it wasn't about the results; it was about the the show um, and having fun. Which again sounds really corny, but I part of me really thinks he meant it because if you watch the way he raced, he was a showman. He was like, yeah, a, he, did, yeah, he didn't he, seem to be that interested in his like career palmares. Like, he didn't seem to be like, oh, gee, I have to have this one and this one. He's like, oh, you know, I won this one, cool. I didn't win that one. I don't know. That's how I read it. Well, he was the first guy to start. Like now, everybody's doing wheelies and stuff. But he was—I believe—he was the first guy that that I remember doing wheelies like that and the you know going uphill. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. that was a thing until he started doing that. Right. Right. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. He, he's kind of responsible for all of these guys now. That you know, you see, <laughs> you see a lot of it now. It's just like a thing, you know. Now it's like this parade at the back of the peloton going up the mountains at the Tour de France, but. But he was like the first one to to kind of have a little fun with it that way. Yep. You know, at least the you know the first one that really, um, you know that that got that kind of attention. 
So, mm-hmm. wow. Oh. Yeah. So, um, anyway, good, good. Uh, we can talk about Peter all day. He's, he's such an amazing writer and yeah, well, he's not dead. Danny. He's not, uh, this is, here's, here's to him, like, you know, having some more fun and let's see what the, you know, what the, the, the next years are going to bring in, in his career. I'm, I just, I hope to see him happy again and excited and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of find that, that twinkle in his eye. Cause I, like I said, I, I, I did notice that, uh, you know, the <clears throat> photos and just the coverage, he didn't seem like the same the same guy, you know, is yeah. playful and and right. funny as as he'd been in the past, and and uh, what you know, whatever it is um, that that he's missing, I hope he finds it. You know, I think he'll do, go down as one of the greatest cycles of all time. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to put him at the number one spot necessarily, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if you look at how versatile he was, I mean, if you dig back into his like um, his Palmares, his race results, like. You know, he won, I think he won the, like, Junior Cyclocross World Championship. I mean, tons of great cross results as a kid. And then all these mountain bike results. But, you know, beyond all of that, like, not to speak of his road stuff and his coming mountain bike stuff, but he really did, like, he really embraced, like, all the sponsorship stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, all the, remember he did all those, like, funny, he did the, um, uh, Greece video. Remember like, Olivia yeah. and John, his wife, who's now he's divorced from. Um, but he he was um, doing all those funny videos. Yeah. Uh, it really embraced the muscle cars. I mean, he just he's he's very old school, like you said. Like he really yeah. embraced like all of that, and just like kind of like was like, yeah, like why so serious is like the most perfect tattoo <laughs> for him, even though it's cheesy as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I, name a showman right now in the peloton that's as big as him, or you know anybody that's it's got that kind of a personality right now. You know, talk, you know the sport is lacking a little bit of personality that way. And, totally. Are you, you know, kidding? Like, look at, look I mean, at, look at, um, you know, look at our, look at our guy. Um, can't even forget his name. That's how boring he was. A lovely guy, I'm sure, but the guy who won the Tour de France. Um, oh, you know, you know, yeah, go. Look how, I mean, he's so boring. No offense. He's just, he has nothing to say. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. He just rides his bike extremely well. Yeah. yeah. And Chris Froome, not exactly a, you know, <laughs> not exactly a boom, boom guy, you know. <laughs> Even Wolf Van Aert, I mean, as good as he is, like, I don't, you know, like, outside of cycling, I don't know, you know, I don't really yeah. know much about him or, you know, I mean, the, all these guys are, they're they're extremely good cyclists, you know, probably yeah. better than than these personalities that than we're anyone, talking yeah. about. But, right. you know, at the end of the day, it's also entertainment. And so, you know, yeah. these guys are, you know, I, I think the sport is is lacking a little bit. I mean, Alaphilippe, maybe the the big like currently, yeah, right. I mean, personality, he's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of a personality, but yeah, you know, put a top five together is hard. So, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine how infuriating it was for those like Italian team bosses? Oh, you know, the, the yeah. French, Dutch, Belgian. Yeah, <laughs> they so, got this what, little fucking team. Just beat them. <laughs> Oh, it's one guy, one guy. <laughs> it's just it's a three in a row. You're yeah. just about to be pulling your hair out. I mean, yeah. I think the one in Norway with, uh, you know, what's his name losing that one? Um, yeah, and being, brutal. And being a marked guy too, because I mean, mm-hmm. it's like that's at, oh, the, at, at his height, so everybody knew. It's like you know, he's the guy's got a you know a bullseye on his on his jersey, and he's still got a you know like he was still able to do it. It's just that's kind of mind boggling when you think about it. So, and so just a quick other uh, news, a couple news things real quick. Um, mm-hmm. There is a, an article on bicycling 
youtube.com uh, called gravel racing gets a binge worthy reality show so it's called the call of a lifetime really and they're saying could be a uh, could be cycling's drive to survive uh, that's the F1 thing, uh, if you've seen that. Okay. So I've seen some of those ep- episodes for the F1. It's super good if you haven't seen it, if you're into that. I'm not even a big F1 fan, but that was so well done. Uh, and it's free, so it's called The Call of a Lifetime. And, yeah, it's... Um, this revolves it's all around the, the world. Gravel racing, yeah. Gravel. Yeah, gra- gravel racing. So uh, huh. I'm going gonna, I'm to check it out. I just... It's on YouTube. It's like okay. a series. There's like six. Hmm. And they have the official trailer, and they have all the episodes. Looks like they're about... 27 to 30 minutes long each. Okay. So I'm going to check those out. Um, so it looks kind of cool if you're into gravel and you can maybe even trick your family into watching it with you. Be like, oh, let's watch the show. Well, little Mandy, sit down with Papa. <laughs> In other news, Conor McGregor was hit by a car. I would say hit by a driver. Oh. Uh, was uh, hit by a car at full speed while cycling. Huh. Um, so thank you. God, it wasn't my time. Uh, Conor McGregor has been hit by a car whilst whilst out cycling on his bike. Sharing a picture of his bike in the aftermath, the MMA fighter wrote on Instagram, got a bang of a car just now from behind. Sun trap. The driver could... Oh, I like that term, sun trap, for when the sun's low. The driver couldn't see me. Oh. Pulled straight through me. Thank God it wasn't my time. Probably. Thank you. Thank you, wrestling and judo. Also, having an awareness of the landing saved my life. In the video that was posted on his Instagram page, McGregor captures the aftermath of the accident. Wow. You appear to be in the car, can be heard apologizing to McGregor. Before he pummeled him. (laughs) Before he pummeled the driver to the ground. Pile driver. (laughs) McGregor then says, all good, mate. All good. Don't worry about it. He said, I could have been dead, but told the man, all good. I'm totally serious. Wow. Totally sorry. Seriously, the other man says, and that's the end of the story. Gee. Well, huh. there you go. Even even the the big stars can get plowed. That Ooh. happens a lot, right? Simon Cowell had yeah head. on his e bike. You know what? We'll do that. I think that should be a thing we track, Danny. We'll have we'll have to handle that one delicately. It can we be will, taken the wrong way. We will be delicate about it. Um, there is a there is um an article called "Is Cycling Safe?" and it's at the Harvard Gazette, which caught my attention. So from Harvard University. Uh, we shouldn't take no for an answer, researchers say, uh, wondering, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if we are talking about cycling in general, mm. which would apply to all positions, I heard that. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> is cycling safe? The answer, uh, cycling is not safe. Bicyclists face risk posed by exposure to air pollution, unannounced e-bike riders passing fast <laughs> and car doors. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> the greatest safety risk is not pollution a faster bike or even that car door it's moving vehicles shocker anyway i'm not going to read the whole thing but if folks want to go read that it's interesting because it comes from harvard so you expect it to be like fully verified and legit i haven't read it so i don't know we gotta check it out it better be good danny it's coming from harvard and it's coming from the from the uh bike shop society podcast news roundup which thank you very much for 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 hanging out with us I'm going to close the newsroom. Hold on. Close the newsroom. Close it up. There you go. There you um, go. So, yeah, so that's it. But um, I'm heading off to New York for four or five nights. I'll be away from my bike, but maybe I'll take a couple of Divi bike rides while I'm there. Or not Divi. They call them City Bikes. I believe City Bike is still the sponsor. Yeah, City like the bank, right? City Bank. Like the bank. Mm-hmm. My old bank. Um 
Yeah. So I'm um, looking forward to that. And, you know, it's, it's so crazy to say it, but it's actually going to be warmer weather in New York City. And I, I thought I saw a headline today because I haven't been keeping up, but apparently New York hasn't had any snow this year. Really? Which is insane. Not the city itself. The state has had plenty, but the but like right, New York right, right, city right. hasn't gotten anything, huh? Correct. So wow. New York City breaks fifty year record of longest winter without snow. Wow. Wow. Um but headline says everything. So the idea of New York in wintertime conjures up images of Manhattan's Times Square and Central Park shrouded in snow. Not this year. No, so maybe, maybe um, you'll bring it with you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, so that's what I'm up to, but, um, are you going to visit any old haunts? You, you got any, um, any plans to do like, you know, visit some friends or, you know, just Mm kind of, yeah. Yeah. So we, I arrived tomorrow. We have, um, we we have to work of course, but Mm -hmm. then we have, uh, we have, uh, social drinks with the team. Okay. Um, and then we have a full day of work and like, um, we call it an, an offsite. So it's our team meeting for the, you know, the reason why we're going. So we're doing some cool strategy stuff for the year coming and just a small crew of us about seven or eight, I think. And then, um, some dinners after. So that's Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday we're free. I'm actually taking Friday off and, uh, I'll be there Friday, Saturday and come back Sunday. So I'm going to see some, uh, old cycling friends actually. Okay. Uh, have some dinner Friday night with some friends and then another friend on Saturday night. Um, I'm trying to hook up um, with some other folks, including a former student when I was a teacher in mm-hmm. Queens and the Bronx. Uh, I haven't heard back yet, but I um, wanted to go out to lunch with one of my former students. So we'll see if that happens. Um, you but stay, yeah, you, you staying in Manhattan or? So Manhattan for the first several nights, but then the last night when I'm on my own dime, I'm mm-hmm. going to stay in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which, as you know, is the hipster capital of the oh, world. Oh, man. Nice. Annie. <laughs> Roll up your roll up your pants a little bit, you know. You just oh, talk about feeling old, man. That's gonna be like stepping in, like to I don't know. I'm gonna feel like Rumpelstiltskin. Sorry, um, Sorry. it's well, you know. I I feel like there were hipsters, but now there's like other versions. They're even younger now. They wear like um, be like aren't they wearing like '80s clothes, like Seinfeld Seinfeld wear? Like they wear like the bleach jeans and the big white sneakers, like your dad would wear. Yeah, you can use and like all, they wear like tucking really, their like shirts. You could really use all those clothes you donated, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I think the highlight might be Joe going to Katz's Deli. Do you know Katz's oh. Deli? Well, it's the the famous deli, the right? Famous yeah. Katz's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do yeah. these ginormous uh, corned beef sandwiches. They have pastrami. They have everything. Is that uh, when <laughs> when Harry where Harry met when Harry met Sally? Is that Katz's? I, I don't. They, they do I don't know there? if that's Katz's or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm looking for, I've been there before and I'm pretty stoked. I might go to Russ and daughters too, which is like oh. this bagel place. Um, that do it all like... Danny, grab a slice. Oh, I'll definitely grab a slice. Oh. Probably after some drinks, we'll want some slices. Oh. Um, wish you could come out, man. Oh, this sounds like fun, Danny. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a good time. No, oh. it's gonna be fun to go back to the old town. Um, yeah, I'm gonna see my buddy Ian and Dan awesome. and Priscilla and some folks and, uh, Oh, It'll be good, but I do hope to get a couple Divi bikes or I keep calling them Divi bikes, city, uh, bike, city rides. bike. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, Joe, why, why so serious? Ride the bike, ride the bike. <laughs> all right, Danny. Well, I, I look forward to all the the you know your Twitter stuff, your Instagram. You can follow cycling. It's at, it's cycling reporter, right? 
uh, on, That's right. on all the socials on uh, yep. Twitter and Instagram and look for Danny. Um, don't forget to email us, uh, mail at bikeshopsociety.com. You can uh, email us there. You can find Bike Shop Society on Twitter and Instagram as well, and you can message us there. And uh, next time uh, we'll get to some of the letters that we got uh, over the last couple of weeks. And Oh, totally. And you got to, um, we want a full report from Cabdo. I want the... I want the cool, like Joe Gaspar, like take on Cabdo. Like, I want to hear about the little off the record conversations and gossip and uh, all the industry yeah. schmoozing. Yeah, I can't wait to get there. It, it, it's it actually is going to. I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to the show and reconnecting with some people and you know seeing some old friends and um, I'll um, I'll keep my eyes and ears open and uh, hopefully by that time we'll be able to share some stories about Cabda and New York City. So psyched and uh, good to catch up with you after so long. All right, man. Well, have a good trip, okay? Well, talk thank to you, you soon. sir. Adios. Yep. Ciao.